Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Truder, who broke into the monkey enclosure in Tasmania. Please, seek medical attention. You may have been exposed to potentially fatal herpes virus. I know, I know, but uh, the enclosure that you broke into houses the macaque monkeys and uh, you know I, I know you already caused damage to the electrical fence and then you took the coins out of the moat but because the monkeys hang out in the moat you may have been exposed to potentially you know fatal herpes virus so please seek medical attention be sure though that you don't tell them why you're seeking medical attention or you'll be arrested but you need to seek medical attention because no one no one wants you to be walking around with fatally oh i'm sorry potentially fatal herpes virus no one wants that no one so seek medical attention welcome welcome to chewing the fat So we talked a little bit about Anne Heche and uh, my, of course, you know, her favorite, my favorite line from Volcano. Wow. And then there was the favorite. Oh, my. I mean, it's uh, Academy Awards. Oscars around for that movie out of Volcano. But, uh, you know, she had the big crash. Well, now we find out they said originally she was drunk. Well, that's because she was drinking on her podcast but because it's sponsored by some vodka company but they we don't know when that was recorded it just dropped on the same morning that she had this crash so it may have been recorded before because now we find out she didn't have alcohol in her bloodstream but it looks like ah she was uh she was high on cocaine and look she's whacked out of her brain to begin with and has been for years remember we talked about uh, how she, back when she broke up with Ellen, she was wandering around, showing up at uh, other people's homes. Hey, come in. And the people are like, um, excuse me, uh, this is our home and you don't live here? And so, yeah, I mean, she's been whacked out of her brain forever. Then I was reminded of an interview that she gave to Barbara Walters. I mean, that's how long ago. It was year 2000, I think. So 22 years ago. Whew. Uh, so I didn't remember because I wasn't around then. <laughs> so anyway, I remembered the Anne Heche interview. Uh, and I was like, man, didn't she talk about being crazy out of her mind? And I found it. I found the Anne Heche with Barbara Walters. So I'm not going to play the god-awful 20 minutes of it because it was just terrible. But the beginning of it, fascinating. Anne, are you crazy? <laughs> I'm not crazy now. I lived a crazy life. Oh. I was raised in a crazy family, oh. and it took me 31 years to get the crazy out of me. I don't think it you helped. You wrote in your book that you were insane. Those were your words. Yeah. Insane for 31 years. You're 32 now. I had another personality. Oh. I had a fantasy world that I escaped to. I called my other personality Celestia. I called the other world that I created for myself the fourth dimension. I believed I was from that world. I believed I was from another planet. I think I was insane. Ah, that's enough. Thank you. That's enough. Thank you. I mean, I believe we're right there. Uh, I think Celestia found her way back. 
Okay, I believe that Celestia, it didn't take. The, she took the crazy out, but it didn't take because she's 53 now. And Celestia came back and said, uh, Anne, I'm back. <laughs> so she is in a dire situation, though. I mean, it's even worse than what we anticipated from the beginning because you see how the car, you know, she she crashed twice. She crashed early on into some parking garage and some uh, 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 storage unit. They took pictures of her there. And then they you see the footage of her racing down the street, and then she smashed into that house, and it burned. She was in the house for an hour as it burned and smoldered. They pulled her out of there. She is not in good shape. Uh, she had smoke inhalation. And of course, the original stories were, you know, life threatening. She can't, uh, she can't breathe on her own. Well, we just find out now that she is suffering from. I should have. I mean, she hasn't died yet, so I'm not putting her in who died today. But I could very easily because uh, she's suffering from severe anoxic brain injury. Right? Anoxic. A N O X I C. Amorphophallus. Yeah, brain injury. As a result of the car crash last week. So she is not expected to survive. I mean, she is, as I said, 53 now. And she's in a coma, critical condition. And according to her uh, people, uh, she always wanted to donate her organs. So she's being kept on life support to determine if any are viable. Wow. I mean, the statement, thanks the dedicated staff and wonderful nurses that cared for Anne at the Grossman Burn Center at uh, West Hills in Los Angeles. One story I read about the Grossman Burn Center is that was founded by Dr. So-and-so Grossman, who's his his son or daughter now is wanted for murder or something. Some, some weird, this is a side note of, oh yeah, there's a crime going on there too. But that's not really important so she had a huge heart and it touched everyone she met with her generous spirit uh-huh uh more than her extraordinary talent she saw spreading kindness and joy as her life's work i'm sure that when she was driving her mini down the road at 100 miles an hour smashing into that lady's house she was spreading kindness and joy for her life's work I mean, holy cow. And, and now they say that, uh, remember, they couldn't get the blood work out. So they have a warrant now. Uh, the toxicology tests aren't going to be back for weeks to identify the drugs more clearly and to differentiate them from the medications she was given for treatment at the hospital. So there might be more than a little blow in Ann. Uh, Ann might have been... Uh, a little cocktail, a little cocktail of drugs. Uh, the cocaine just helping her along a little bit. Who doesn't need a little bump every now and then, really? I mean, seriously, who among us? That's what I thought. <laughs> so it's really sad. I mean, I, I would guess, and I don't know how long they're planning on, you know, keeping the beeper going for Ann at the hospital. I don't know how long, when you decide that, yeah, you know what? Uh, the liver and the lungs where you can't breathe because you were in that smoke and fire for an hour while we were trying to get you out of there. 
you know, we're just not it's not going to be viable for anyone else, right? I mean, you hope that it is. We hope that we can clear it out and give it to someone else to to help their life be better, but probably not. And so, you know, sooner than later, the plug is going to be pulled. So if you're a friend of Ann's, a friend of the family's, you want to pay your respects, I would say stop by soon because it's not going to be too long before you hear so sorry but that's that's just the that's the way it is so as long as we're talking about uh you know possible crimes i mean Anne is going to be tried even if she passes away rest her soul the Anne Hache foundation will be paying for the house and the cleanup and the trials and tribulations of anyone involved in that crash so any money that Anne had in the bank from volcano and lord knows she was still raking in the money from wow um that's gonna go that's gone have a nice day. have a nice day uh so if you were in, impacted at all by ann Hayes speeding by you in a mini in a mini cooper i would say get the lawsuit going right now because there's no way they're just gonna they're not gonna say no it's gonna say okay here's the money get out of here shut up yeah it was bad so you're gonna get a lot of money a virginia man has been sentenced to 12 years in prison on federal bank robbery charges in a case that I I think we talked about this early on uh, because it tested the constitutionality of the uh, geofencing from Google location histories. So uh, Okello Chatry, 27, was sentenced uh, this week for the 2019 robbery of the call federal credit union in midlothian and when you think of bank robberies you think of <laughs> call federal credit union in midlothian man you just can't anyway his lawyers argued that the use of the geofence warrant to identify people who were near the scene of the robbery violated their constitutional protection against unreasonable searches which you know i tend to lean that way uh in my thinking but uh the federal prosecutors said uh no 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 there was no reasonable expectation of privacy he voluntarily opted in to google's location history and i always for myself personally i always forget that i'm i have it turned on my location turned on on my phone because i i do i do consciously shut it off when i don't need it so if you're in the middle of going to think about robbery, robbing someplace, like, let's say, I don't know, the call Federal Credit Union in Medlothian, I would say turn off your location finder. Because I get the email from Google now, an update. This is where you traveled the last third. Thank you. I, I got I to opt out of that, too, because it bugs me. Get just It just bugs me getting the email. I mean, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, but, you know, I don't need to have you remind me where I've been. I know where I've been. So the geofence warrant is good. The judge said, yeah, we're fine, and I don't worry about it. Uh, it didn't violate any constitution by gathering the location history of 19 cell phones, including Chattery's, uh, near the bank at the time of the robbery without having any, any evidence that their owners had anything to do with the crime. 
Okay, I mean, the police got the warrant. Apparently, this is not the first time that the detectives have done this, so they've been using it. Uh, this is not the first time that these specific detectives have not uh, have used it before, so they knew how to go about getting one. So he got 141 months, which is the low end, because they talked about one of the things I liked was uh, the prosecutors, and that's what they do, I know, but uh, it's kind of agonizing sometimes where they talked about uh, they wanted, uh, they denied the defense request for a lower sentence and because there was too many victims, too many victims. But no one got hurt. I mean, it was just all threatening stuff. He demanded cash in a handwritten note, waved a gun, threatened to kill the bank teller's family, ordered employees and a customer onto the floor. Okay. What else are you going to do at a bank robbery? <laughs> oh, please? Can I have the money, please? So... <laughs> If you're if you're doing a bank robbery, now I know you want people to be scared, and I don't want to go through the whole process of robbing a bank because I don't want to give you all the little tricks of the trade. But I'm just saying don't, that's your whole point is to make someone scared so they sh- look down, shut up, and give you the money. You're not really gonna go and hurt their family. <laughs> oh no, I'm not on the side of the bank robber. Shut up. The geofencing thing kind of does bug me a little bit though. That's a little bit of a problem for me, but eh, what do I know? Good news for, I mean, convicted criminals in Chicago. Cook County State Attorney Kim Fox vacated the sentences of uh, seven murder convictions against inmates who spent decades in prison because uh, the detectives gave falsified evidence and intimidated witnesses. And this is a fascinating story, man. Uh, this the, These detectives, in, uh, I mean, this one lady spent 28 years in prison. She had kids, the toddlers, when she went to prison. I mean, they're, holy cow. And so she was interrogated by the detectives and uh, by the detective and other cops. She was denied sleep for over 20 hours and then just signed the confession. Um. I don't know. I don't think they've arrested the detective yet. That won't be far off. However, that's enough crime. All right, I'm tired of helping you out with your crime. Let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink. Desperately. That is good. So I see a story that talks about uh, New Yorkers barely flinch as a naked man strolls through the subway station. Man, do I miss working in New York. I mean that. It made me miss Manhattan. <laughs> oh, was, I, lo- I, at the time, loved New York City. I don't know that I could work there and live there again now. But at the time, when we were broadcasting out of Manhattan and I was in and out of the city every day, it was so fun. And like a naked guy walking through the subway... So, I mean, I got places to go. I got things to do. This guy is naked, quacked out of his mind. So, no, they're not going to flinch. He's just walking down the in the subway naked. So, who? If you live in New York and haven't seen somebody walking down the street or in the subway naked, you haven't lived in New York very long. 
Okay. I mean, seeing a naked person walk along the subway is like seeing rats running along the subway tunnels. That's what happens. And I was always disappointed that I never saw the big rats. Uh, Everybody was talking about the big rats that they'd see in the subway tunnels. I only saw like mid-sized rats in the subway tunnels. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. But I'm just saying it's no big deal to see someone walking around naked in the subway. That's New York. Okay, so there's New York, right? You've got, uh, you know, people walking around naked and crapping in the streets. And, uh, you know, life was good back in the, you know, 2010, (laughs) 10 years ago. Now, no, no, thank you. But uh, the place that you don't want to be is Ukraine, right? There's a war going on. We're sending billions and billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine because there's a war going on. But that doesn't stop uh, the nightclub action in Crimea because we've got video of a bouncer and one of the patrons uh, having sex up on the stage, up on the bar, and uh, it's being filmed all over. I thought uh, they must be scared there. (laughs) I mean, it's a scary time in Crimea. What, are we supposed to stop having sex in bars because there's a war going on? No, I just, you'd think, maybe you'd think twice about it. That's all. That's all. I just wondered. So, apparently, this happened hours before some of the big explosions broke out in Crimea. So, maybe they've cut back a little bit on the bar sex. But everybody's filming. There's pictures of them out of the bar uh, taking care of some serious business. It was the bouncer man. He was taking care of some serious business with my girl. And then she was grabbing the ceiling wires. And then she came down and was down on her knees. I don't know what she was picking up. Uh, but she got down on her knees for something. She was looking for something. I'm not sure what she was what she was picking up, but she was down there for a while. Business. Anyway, uh, the the shocking footage uh, it was uh, it, apparently it's uh, it's illegal. Uh, so the guy is uh, behind bars already. They already found him and uh, have him behind bars. He's got to spend uh, 15 days in jail. Uh, public sex is a crime punishable by uh, a small fine and 15 days in jail. So he's already there. Uh, they're looking for the girl. I'm sure everyone will help them find her. <laughs> uh, I just, I love the fact that it's so scary. It's so scary over there that uh, we got to have time to be at the bar and just have open sex everywhere. Yeah, it's a war going on. Don't worry about it. Apparently, uh, last week, you know, they're filming the new Game of Thrones. Uh, nice House of the Dragons. I am looking forward to it. That that actually opens soon, right? I mean, we're at the, the beginning of that. Yeah, next week, the 21st. Nice House of the Dragon on HBO. So apparently, and that was being filmed in uh, Croatia. Uh, apparently uh, a bunch of the hbo aficionados were over there with uh, a lot of uh, public business going on uh, during the filming of uh house of the dragon so that gives me even more hope for the show then i see where amanda seyfried the actress wishes she had intimacy coordinators as a teen um i wanted to keep my job uh, <laughs> 
is I let myself be uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, they said, hey, Amanda, uh, we need you to get naked in this scene. All right, fine. I'll keep my job and keep the paychecks. Now she's disappointed. Are you? Are you, Amanda? Are you? Because I feel like the answer to that is no. But that's what she said. That's what she said. Um, you know, they've got the intimacy coordinators. The first, Remember we first heard intimacy coordinators with the Frank Langella thing when he got fired from Netflix because Frank blamed, well, he blamed cancel culture and everything, but he also talked about the intimacy coordinators and how the intimacy coordinator wanted him to put his hand here and put his hand there and, and you know, kiss this way. And he was like, it's just silly. It wouldn't work that way in real life. Now, apparently he did a few other things too that, and I may have a questionable, you know, I, nobody could take a joke anymore okay but i love the intimacy coordinators now some people get wound up like frank does about them they talk about how uh the intimacy coordinators don't quite you know they want you to do things that wouldn't be normal uh but you know the, hey look they establish an environment of safety for actors i was extremely grateful for the one we had on my show they showed grace to a, a newcomer like myself this was Rachel Ziegler. Ugh, ugh. Uh, those around me who had years of experience, spontaneity and in intimate scenes can be unsafe. They can. So you've got 30 people in a room or standing around a made-up room, not even a real room, and you're supposed to walk in you know, naked or wrapped in a towel and get ready for a sex scene and then you have to have the intimacy coordinator say well then you need to put your left hand here and if you watch the shows man it is that way the sheets are just right getting on and off beds i'm told now i haven't seen and i wish i could see and i'm very disappointed that i haven't seen the plastic covers of the female genitalia and how they cover up uh with a you know this this is like a plastic like a plastic diaper or a, a fitting thing so that it's you know that you appear nude but you're not really and so you know homeboy homeboy or homegirl uh isn't uh putting anything by accident in a place where you don't want it to go if you know what i'm saying I am so bad. I will. I will find one of those immediately. I am. I'm mad at myself now for admitting that out loud that I have not seen one of those. That is what I'm doing this weekend. And then I see where life is imitating art, or is it art imitating life? I don't know. A Rhode Island man has been arrested after he allegedly was caught on video driving around the city of Providence with a woman stuck on the hood of his car. <laughs> now i remember there was the nine one i think it was nine one one that had the guy or girl stuck in the car windshield there but there was also i just watched not long ago in the la in the near year year and a half two years 20 uh the movie where i think it was a movie where the guy hits no the girl hits someone in a car and it gets stuck in the windshield she drives home and puts it in the garage 
And hubby comes home and says, what's going on? And she opens up the garage door. And the guy, the body is still there, alive, in the windshield, stuck on the hood. And she doesn't know what to do. Well, I mean, I think we know. I think we know what happened to that person. They did not survive. But uh, I was just, uh, <laughs> I love the idea of just driving home. Uh, I just hit someone, and they flew up and smashed through my windshield, and they're stuck in my car. I'm just going to drive home love that so apparently uh the woman got out of her car uh to approach this guy beard all right so uh beard smashed into this lady's car well there was an accident and so the lady gets out of her car to say what are you doing what's going on what do you think you're doing and uh she gets her hand caught on the hood of his car and he takes off. Yeah, she sticks, it was accidentally stuck on the hood of his car and he takes off. <laughs> so he, she's just stuck on the front of the car as he's driving away. She's clinging onto the front of the car as he's racing down the street. And it was about 10 minutes. I, that's a long time. To be stuck on a car traveling on the road, uh, 10 minutes is a long time. You can quote me on that. 10 minutes is a long time. Now, the woman says that police uh, didn't know Beard and that uh, her hand you know, finally freed from the car and she only suffered minor injuries. So, man, you want to talk about lucky. That is lucky because that could have been really bad you can, <laughs> not only is 10 minutes a long time but that could have been really bad uh wow so only having minor injuries is really lucky and of course the driver is you know facing charges of driving to endanger resulting in personal injury wait driving you're charged with driving to endanger resulting in personal injury okay assault and battery and driving on a suspended license oh that's why he took off why did she if only she hadn't have gotten her hand stuck on my car i could have gotten away if only So we know two former J.P. Morgan traders were found guilty of manipulating gold prices. They were accused of spoofing, a practice outlawed in 2010. I don't have to tell you that. In which traders quickly send, buy, and sell orders without wanting to follow through with them to create a false sense of demand. Oh, that's so special. How much did they get for that? So they were found uh, innocent. They were acquitted of racketeering and conspiracy charges, but they, a couple of them, the two, the two guys, there were three guys on trial. The two of them were found guilty on other charges, including fraud. Oh, yeah, okay. So they went down, and I think J.P. Morgan paid uh, quite a bit of money as, uh, as I'm sorry, not a cover-up or anything, a settlement. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, those guys just ripped you guys off for a lot of money. Look, we'll give you a few hundred million, and you can shut your face, okay? So the government was disappointed, actually. That looked like this was uh, the original headline made it seem like this was a good thing, but uh, the prosecutors were not happy because uh, everyone... <laughs> The jury was like, ah, shut up. Now we have the Brazilian woman who was uh, arrested on allegations that she was part of a scheme to defraud her 82-year-old mother out of more than $100 million worth of art. She was soliciting psychics to tell her mom that the paintings were cursed. And I guess mom believed it. Uh, you know, okay. So, uh, $724 real. Oh, this is Brazilian money. hundred, About $142.42 million between artwork and jewelry. Wow. I mean, how much do you love your mom? How much do you love your mom when she's got hundreds of millions of dollars of art and jewelry and you're like you know mom we should get a psychic in here now mom probably had the psychics coming in anyway and believed them and you know had the the tarot cards and the hand readers and everything already so she was already believing in that so the daughter brings in her con psychic what we need is for you to tell my mom this stuff is cursed yeah and then we're going to get rid of it and the money's going to be ours so is that i mean okay so hold on according to this they kept her oh they kept her confined at home too yeah okay that's that's never good when you're (laughs) they got a number of the paintings during the raid of the psychic's home oh uh 10 works underneath the bed and at the bottom of a pile I mean, what, sell it. What are you doing? Keeping it under your bed. What kind of psychic are you? Uh, it doesn't seem to work well. Uh, so they did sell some uh, to a museum. And uh, authorities believe at least seven people were suspected of involvement in the years-long plot. Several of the psychics were also arrested. Wow, the daughter brought in more than one. Yeah, because mom would have had to have, if you told her, you know, this painting is evil. It's bad juju. The mom would have brought in the other tarot reader, right? And the tarot reader, you'd have had to have that one on the hook too. If you tell my mother that these paintings are not cursed, I will kill you. You tell my mother these paintings are cursed, and you get them out of this house, and then we'll split the money, and it'll be mine. Wow, man. There's nothing like the love of a mother and daughter. So if you're listening live, today is the 12th of August, 2022. And when I walked into the studios this morning, I looked up and I saw, hey, the moon. I mean, it was bright and full and I mean, it was beautiful. And so then I look and I see yesterday, the 11th was the the final super moon, super moon, super moon, super moon of, uh, of the year. So, I mean, I guess technically, since it's still full, we're still getting a little bit of 
Well, Jeff, that's still Supermoon. I am Supermoon. Okay, I got you. That's Supermoon. But we also, uh, I saw a story that talks about now we know uh, more clues to the moon's origin. So researchers from the ETH Zurich uh, discover the first definitive proof that the moon inherited indigenous noble gases from the Earth's mantle. The discovery represents a significant piece of the puzzle towards understanding how the moon and potentially the Earth and other celestial bodies were formed. Okay. So, meteorites from the moon to Antarctica. During her uh, doctoral research at the ETH Zurich, and I mean, I, all I do is I read uh, doctoral research from the ETH Zurich. Uh Pedruza Will analyzed six samples of lunar meteorites from the Antarctic collection obtained from NASA, and the meteorites consist of balsed rock that formed from magna, and without the protection of an atmosphere, asteroids continually pelt the moon's surface. Yeah, I mean, Jupiter just eats them. We found that out. I mean, Jupiter, that's, that was the joke. Ha, ha, ha. I got it, Stu, uh, about uh, you know Jupiter being me. The Jeffy, uh, the Jeffy of our planets. I got it. Uh, but Jupiter's just been eating the stuff that comes in. You get close to Jupiter, man, you're getting sucked in. You can write your own jokes with that. But I just... <laughs> so we're still searching for the origins of life. And just be careful out there. I know we have uh, you know, space debris. We're usually pretty safe. Usually hits the ocean, but not too long ago... They had this guy is walking out in his field in Australia. Hey, what is that out there? Ah, oh, no big deal. That's just a part of one of Elon's uh, rocket ships. It's okay. Don't worry about it. It just lands there. It's in the middle of the field. Really? Yeah, that's it. This is one of the rocket ships. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, no problem. I mean, we have we have satellites orbiting the globe now, and so many are just trash. I'm telling you, we... if why i do not have jeffy's trash removal space trash removal up and running already i won't i don't know i mean we should be sending uh today's mafia should be in charge of space debris and that's what they should be doing is getting rid of that stuff up in space but usually when that stuff flies back to earth i mean china's been doing it uh, you've got elon and you've got nasa usually that stuff burns up into our atmosphere and doesn't make it back to the planet but there are, you know, from time to time. And, you know, those are, it's not like a little, if you get a little piece, so be it. That rocket ship in Australia, man, that piece that was left over. Uh, a, if you were standing out in the field at the time that it hit, <laughs> uh, you would know it. Uh, you would know it. There's no doubt about that. You don't want none of that. You do not want none of the debris hitting you coming down from space. That's why we're, you know, that's why we're, well, you know, never mind. I'm not going to go there because that's why we're doing it. <laughs> Did you see where the guy, oh, I can't stop thinking. I'm talking about space stuff now. Did you see where the, uh, uh, the one French guy, 
tweeted a picture, said it was from James Webb Telescope, and it was just the tip of a, a sausage. Hilarious. Hilarious. That is funny business. And I will say that, uh, you know, I looked at it and I went, does not look uh does not look like a planet but and it wasn't and he even he came forward and admitted to the joke but it was funny uh it's just a funny bit that's just a funny bit and we have the uh uh what is it the Perseids meteor shower coming up this weekend too so heads up heads up yeah especially if you're in australia i mean that's where the elon musk uh you know rocket ship landed and fell to the ground and i see where Qantas, uh australia's largest airline has just asked uh, the staff to vol the, the the executive staff i'm sorry not just i mean of course the staff is out there the, the lowlifes are still out there bagging luggage but the executive staff you know if you guys could volunteer as baggage handlers that would be great thank you wait what yeah uh we're struggling to fill uh roles and we can't find employees and uh, so what we'd like you to do is uh get out there and uh go ahead and uh be baggage handlers for us will you oh okay yeah um they uh, they want to uh, unload bags, drive luggage carts at least three days a week for the next three months. So they're desperate for employees. Man, if we can't find workers, what do you think? Now this is I was thinking about this, and I, I'm not a fan of the you know new eighty seven thousand IRS workers being uh, thrown in front of us. Believe me, I am not a fan. But. I can't get a guy to give me an Arby's sandwich. How are they going to find 87,000 workers? I'm just asking a question. I mean, I, I get it. You know, even if they have 30,000 new, that's still too many. That's 30,000 too many for the IRS. But 80, I mean, are they going to, are this, is there 87,000 people out there willing to work for the IRS? I, I don't know. And as far as the airlines go, I mean, if you look up in Australia, all you might see is rocket ships coming, falling to the floor of the earth because uh, there's not going to be any Qantas Airlines flying. The airlines are really struggling. Oh, that's right. We talked about that a little bit yesterday, didn't we? Yes, we did. What was, well, who is the airline that I was talking about? Oh, yeah, that's right. Frontier. Oh, hey, did I mention fuck Frontier? <laughs> it's friday so that means it's time for what's being called america's favorite game show what's the lie (laughs) what's the lie where contestants try to decipher the lie from the four count them one two three four headlines one of them is not true because that's where we get what's the lie welcome to our contestant timothy paulson timothy welcome to what's the lie how are you i'm doing pretty well how about yourself jeff fantastic is it timothy or can i call you tim or what do you want to be called i will allow you to call me tim this time tim okay i mean i don't really need the attitude i mean it's a game show <laughs> all right tim where are you where are you uh where are you where are you at tim i'm in north carolina i love 
North Carolina, uh, especially oh, this time of year. It's uh, it's fantastic. Are you on the uh, the east coast of North Carolina, or are you up in the Great Smokies? I am on the east-ish coast of North Carolina. Uh, we're done talking to you now. Okay, Tim. Uh, thanks for playing What's the Lie. Uh, you ready to play? I'm ready. All right. Question number one, or I should say headline number one, really. Uh, CEO posted crying selfie after layoffs to show execs are normal people, too. Farmers in Iowa say grasshopper tornadoes are one of the biggest threats brought on by the drought. The WHO, World Health Organization, asked people not to attack monkeys over monkeypox. He was helping us. Investors cheer CEO accused of scamming them. All right, Tim, these are, those are your four headlines. You can choose which I'm sorry, not which one, but what's the lie? CEO posted crying selfie after layoffs to show execs are normal people too. Farmers in Iowa say grasshopper tornadoes are one of the biggest threats brought on by the drought. Who asked people not to attack monkeys over monkeypox? He was helping us. Investors cheer CEO accused of scamming them. Those are your four headlines, Timothy. What is the lie? I can definitely see a CEO crying and making the public, so I think that's true. The second one probably is most likely true. And The Who, not the band, is I can see them doing that. So I'm going to go with the third one, or the fourth one is the lie. The investors cheer CEO accused of scamming them. Yes. Oh, Tim. Gosh darn it. I wanted you to win the prize today, too. That is not correct. Darn it. Oh, Tim, if only you had answered correctly, you would have won the big prize. But... And the correct answer is... Thanks for listening to What's the Lie? What's the Lie is a subsidiary of Chewing the Fat Enterprises. All information is probably accurate at the time of recording. CTF, WTL, MM, XX, II. All right, Tim. I'll let you know since you asked so nicely from the east coast of North Carolina. The uh, farmers in Iowa say that grasshopper tornadoes are one of the biggest threats brought on by the drought. No, that is that is not true. I mean, oh, I guess I, I guess maybe really in wrong. today's world, maybe it's possible. But at the time of this recording, just like the disclaimer says, uh, everything is accurate. So, hey, thanks for playing, Tim. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jeffy. <laughs> Take care. I will say, I will say that... Uh, the uh, CEO of Hypersocial that posted a selfie of him on the social media platform alongside the announcement that he laid off his employees. It didn't really go over well. I mean, he wanted to make it, you know, seem like I was just sharing the journey of me crying and a little self emoji of me crying because I had to fire all these people. That didn't go over well. Huh. Weird how that happens from time to time. CEOs just trying to be, you know, like you and me. <laughs> I'm one of you. 
Uh, but uh, not really because I'm firing you. Have a nice day. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here. Have a nice weekend. Watch out for stuff falling from the sky, would you? Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.